0: Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public.
1: Our guest today is Warren Formo, Executive Director of the Minnesota Agricultural Water Resource Center. Warren, tell us about what the center does.
0: Sure. So the Minnesota Ag Water Resource Center was created about 10 years ago uh, by Minnesota Farm Groups and led by the Minnesota Corn Growers, along with the Soybean Growers and Minnesota Farm Bureau, recognizing that each of these organizations was dealing with a lot of water issues and it looked like in the future there would be even more. And so they decided to pool their resources and create kind of a a one-stop shop place to warehouse information about all sorts of water issues. And as the name implies, then, to be a a resource center so that if they had an ongoing issue or something popped up that dealt with water, they'd have a place they can call. Uh, Knowing that we won't have all the answers, but we've kind of become a point of contact with a lot of the agencies and other folks who are working on water issues so that we can then uh, go and hopefully find an answer or at least start a conversation.
1: You hit on something there that I want to expand on. You said you've become, uh, talk about the evolution here in the last decade, because starting brand new is always difficult. So I would imagine uh, you've learned a lot in the last 10 years and uh, have been able to kind of uh, expand on what you do.
0: We really have. And and I think, you know, there are not a lot of folks in Minnesota who, you know, spend their, their entire time, their occupation working on water issues. And so we're kind of unique in that way. And because of that, when agencies have a question about a certain farming practice or how things are going for farmers in a certain region, um, we've become a, a place they start. And so they'll contact us to find out if we can put them in touch with farmers of a certain type or a certain place and uh, and answer a lot of questions for them about changes in the industry. You know, farmers and the implementation of new conservation practices is it's really fast. And unless you're involved in the industry, it may not look like it from the outside. And so a lot of our time uh, has become uh, simply helping other people understand the the incredible conservation progress that farmers are
1: making. We ran into each other several times at, at different meetings and events. That all changed in 2020 with the pandemic, forcing everybody to kind of go virtually. How has the the Resource Center adapted to this kind of new normal that we're, we're living through?
0: Yeah, it's been a big change for us, and, and as it has been for many people, and you know, I would have to say that it's been um, largely, maybe early on, something we weren't really geared up for, but we had to get geared up for it. And so, because so much of what we do involves creating forums and events and opportunities for farmers to learn about what's going on in the water research world, We realized early on that because for a period of time we weren't going to be able to gather in groups, we had to move online. And so we've actually expanded the number of educational opportunities and those research conversations that we've, that we facilitate, but obviously moved them online. And there's some advantage to that in that um, timing doesn't, is not an issue to the same extent because they're all recorded. They're all preserved in our resource center. And so if folks want to go back and see what we've been, uh, talking about over the last several weeks or months. They can just go to our website and, or and or our, our Facebook page and they can watch videos of those past events.
1: You mentioned early on that the center was, was kind of um, formed by farm groups in the state and I want to ask about the Minnesota Corn Growers uh, because they have an innovation grant program that I think really speaks to a lot of what you're doing, Warren. Uh, if you could just kind of share your thoughts on, on these different projects that you're familiar with and, and the impact that they're having?
0: Absolutely. I think that the, it's really important, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the work that Minnesota corn growers are doing, and other groups are doing similar activities, but Minnesota car, corn has become far away the leader, not only in funding research directly, you know, through the University of Minnesota, they fund some of the research projects that we do, but encouraging individual farmers to innovate and their conservation innovation grants does exactly that. It helps farmers by you know, eliminating some of the risk for a practice they might want to try. And at the same time, requiring that the farmers share their experience so that other farmers can learn also. And some of the events that we do, we actually build them as outreach activities so that those innovation grant participants can share their story.
1: Are there one or two projects that, and I'm sure there are probably dozens and dozens, but just top of mind, Warren, one or two that that stick out that you'd like to uh, discuss um, for a minute or two here with us about? Sure. Well, the
0: primary focus of many of these innovation grants has been around a couple of topics, and so uh, one of the farmers that they've worked with uh, in is in Wilkin County, and um, essentially what what this innovation grant did was provide that farmer with some extra resources to really zero in on some advanced precision ag technologies. And at the same time, you know, things like moving the in-season and variable rate nitrogen applications, uh, reducing rates overall, and improving your nutrient efficiency. uh, That was really the the core of it. And then provided an opportunity for a field day or two to help farmers better understand that. Another area that the innovation grants have focused on is the um, implementation of cover crops. And so one of the producers they worked with in Renville County grows a very diverse crop mix that includes sugar beets. In the past, it's been difficult with some of these specialty crops to incorporate cover crops and reduce tillage. And in this case, this farmer was able to do both, move to strip tillage, so we've got less intense tillage happening, and at the same time incorporated cover crops And uh, there was some, again, when you're innovating, sometimes you got to learn some things the hard way. And early on, this producer would tell you that, uh, yeah, there were some challenges. But after doing it for several years, they figured out how to make it work. And now it's become a very uh, positive story.
1: I'm assuming here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I envision kind of a a big circle here, Warren, that that you're obviously... um included in, but also you have these farmers, you have the commodity groups. I would think that you've got the university and some of their specialists, and then maybe you have ag retailers as well.
0: Absolutely. They're all part of the same system. And, you know, it's interesting to me. I've been working in this field for more than 20 years now, and it's become really clear that no one of those participants you mentioned gets all the credit for all the innovation that's going on. Sometimes university researchers come across something that becomes the next amazing thing. Sometimes farmers do and, and some of the machinery that is helping us do better on the farm was actually born in a farm shop where a farmer took a piece of existing equipment and modified it to make it work better. And so it's really a, a teamwork process and as you mentioned, it's uh for us, all of those pieces that you mentioned, um ag retailers are part of our Water Resource Center membership, and so uh, we reach out to the agronomy world, the certified crop advisor world very often, and we very much rely on the farmers who who will work with us and tell us how they're doing, along with university researchers.
1: When you think back to 10 years ago, to when you started with the the center, the conversations that you had with Minnesotans who uh, were concerned about water quality in the state and tended to place a lot of the blame on farmers. From ten years ago to now, how how have those conversations changed, Warren?
0: Yeah, I, I think the big difference is that ten years ago we were spending a lot of time interacting with agencies like the uh, Pollution Control Agency, and at that time they were generating a lot of reports that farmers felt were over exaggerating or over emphasizing uh, the role of of agriculture in in our big picture of water pollution. I think today uh, we've We've started a different conversation with agencies like TCA, and there's greater recognition of many of the things that farmers are doing. Now, that said, there's still a lot of criticism, and we're still being expected in, in agriculture to do even more, but at least today, we're having a conversation that includes what's working.
1: Anything coming up on the calendar that you want our listeners to know about?
0: Yeah, I think uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, we've had to move our activities online. And many of your listeners will be familiar with our nutrient management and nitrogen management series, which are two events that we've put on each February in recent years with the University of Minnesota uh, to highlight the newest research on those two topics. And this year, those two events will happen. This will actually be our 13th annual nutrient management conference. It will be on February 16th and our sixth annual Nitrogen Management Conference will will be on February 9th. Both of those events will be via Zoom this year. Both of them will be recorded. And so farmers can either register at our events page on our website to learn more information about them and participate in real time on those dates, or they can come back afterwards and watch the events at their leisure. What is your website? Uh, Our website is at uh, www.mawrc.org, and I think for most of the listeners interested in these events, they'll want to go right to our events page, and they'll see a summary of upcoming events, and then for those events that have happened in the past, they can click on links to actually view the recordings.
1: Anything else that you want to make sure we talk about today?
0: No, I think uh, we've we've covered an awful lot, and I, I think it's just really important to emphasize the investment, that Minnesota farmers through programs like the corn checkoff uh, are supporting these sorts of efforts. This is such a great example of, of farmers helping themselves by investing in their own
1: futures. To learn more, visit mncorn.org.